Do you want me to hit go live, Carlton? Oh. Do you dream of changing the world and starting your own business? Are you ready to leave that nine to five but don't know where to start? Stay tuned as we meet with guest expert Sam Lin, relationship and business consultant. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Our goal is simple, to help you achieve the dream and vision you first had when you thought about starting a business. We're here to make growing your business less complicated. There are building blocks to build a sustainable business. We promise to seek them out and address them all. The Better Your Business Show starts now. Hey, hey, and good evening, everybody. Welcome to season four of the Better Your Business Show. I am Natalie Esman, your host, and my fabulous co-host, the coach for business, Miss Shanna Mavis. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Super excited about tonight. Yeah, um, I am too. I, I've, I've had a lot of, I, I almost thought that something might be missing because I'm like you, everything was too easy kind of um, getting yeah. to this point tonight. So Y'all, we either forgot a lot or it's going to be a great show. (laughs) We're just getting better and better, baby. (laughs) Either way, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Yeah, in prepping for this show, too, I've I've had some, I was just telling them before the show that I've had some interesting conversations with ChatGPT about what this means and um, what people are really asking or what they want to talk about. And um, it, uh, it was correcting me a lot because it couldn't understand that I, I understand that it's not alive and it has no emotions. Or <laughs> so it really just kept repeating to me. Okay. So I'm an AI language model. I don't feel anything. And I'm like, no, I understand that. I need to understand. Do you need for me to tell you how I feel so that you'll respond appropriately? And it's like, Oh yeah. Now I get where you're coming from. Wow. That's helpful. And then, you know, we just broke down exactly how it came to be, what it is. And I mean, it was fascinating because I I realized that I probably need to spend more time with like human people. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. (laughs) I did spend time with ChatGPT today. (laughs) I do. I was I was like really when it was breaking everything down for me on how it came to be and what they're feeding it and just my understanding of you know the algorithms that support it and the type of learning and training that it's gone through. I was, it really just reminded me of short circuit. And so I genuinely ask it, you know, explain to me the difference (laughs) between you and Johnny Five. And it was like, mostly Johnny Five has emotions. Um, They, you know, it's just like, they try to make it feel, make it like it feels, right? Um, It is AI, but it's got a body and, and, you know, so it was just kind of breaking it. It was, it was interesting. And then, of course, I was like, well, can I just call you Johnny Five? (laughs) It's like, you can. That's what it said. That's so funny. You can. However, just recognize that's not going to change anything because I don't feel Johnny felt. Yeah, yeah, it was. um, Yeah, I need to get out more. I recognize that, everyone. I do need to get out more (laughs) and talk to people. But 
Yeah, so yeah. if anyone's interested, it is similar to Johnny Five, except for the fact that it doesn't have a body and it doesn't have any emotions where Johnny Five did. That's you learn something new every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so today we are starting about who starts a business, right? And um, I thought this was a great topic. I was very interested in hearing what everyone had to say about it because I thought, yeah. well, who does start a business? Because in my mind, I'm thinking like anybody that wants to start a business, you know, but it's like, I know there's a certain mindset, obviously that who's Johnny. She said, Tehran, I knew somebody <laughs> was going to say that. I almost said, you might want to explain who that is. Jana. Yeah. <laughs> We're giving our Love Yeah. That song's <laughs> now going to be in my head. Thanks, Tehran. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, but there's so much mindset involved in who starts a business, right? And especially this goes all the way back down really to cash flow quadrant, employee mindset, self-employed mindset, business owner mindset. And so um, I love this and I love that chat GPT or was it, it wasn't chat GPT. It was ask the, answer the public. That yeah. This is one of the most searched questions, which is who starts a business? Well, my thoughts are if you're Googling that, it, it should be you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm you already. <laughs> My first thought was um, insane people. <laughs> we're all nuts, certifiably crazy because we're like, hey, I don't need a steady paycheck right away. <laughs> Let me see if this is going to work. And, you know, but no, in, in real life, it, it's a lot of bravery to, you know, it's you have to be somewhat fearless. Right. You have to at least be willing to try and overcome that fear. So it is an interesting question. And I was kind of surprised by it because I was like, OK, what do you what do you really mean by who starts a business? Like, are you talking about the type of people, the mindset? Um, you know, are you looking for what are you really looking for? So I was I'm, I'm curious to see more and more of that uncovered. Yes, <laughs> especially too, because even going back to yeah. Walter, yes, we are yeah. Walter. Um, well, because just even going back that, I mean, I've been an entrepreneur, self-employed since 2004. So I can tell you my confidence and my courage. We all have courage, um, right? That bravery is not the same as it was 20 years ago, even 10 years now, probably where I, where I'd be like, yeah, baby, I'm ready to jump and parachute, you know, build the parachute up that sure I'm in 10 years ago. That probably wasn't the same conversation. <laughs> and so I want to share that because I just want people to know that, um, you know, I think it's almost like practice. We get practice having more faith, you know, building that confidence with ourselves, putting more trust, being okay. If things don't work out perfect or exactly yeah. the way that we thought they would, you know, learning from them, enjoying the process. Um, and I, so I just think that's some of the stuff that comes over over time. Yeah. And I love that you said enjoying the process, because that's one of the things that I feel like a lot of business owners lose when it gets hard. Um, and we talked about that last week, you know, why starting a business so hard. But um, when it gets hard, you start just kind of dreading it. And, and it shouldn't be that way. It should still be enjoyable. So it's uh, find someone that's going to help bring that joy back into start. There was a reason you started it. So exactly. 
Exactly. So we are going to uh, bring in our guest expert, which is senior master coach. He's a business coach, Sam Lynn. He has been coaching for 20 plus years now. I, you guys actually, well, he's, I should say he is my husband, right? <laughs> and so if you guys saw the um, show we had with Amy Lee, where she did human design, um, something I had shared, there's only been two people ever that have been able to just knock my socks off in the first 10 minutes of getting feedback from them. And he was one of them. And it's funny because looking back over how we started dating and how we getting started getting married, you guys are going to not expect this from me. I know, but I was such a stalker. <laughs> like I was just a stalker and it makes me laugh. I'm like, no wonder this man fell in love with me. I just stalked him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even I didn't even realize what I was doing, but clearly I think very, very highly of him. So if you guys will please help me welcome to the screen business and relationship coach, my babe, master coach Sam Lynn. Hey uh, Sam. My stalker. Okay. <laughs> well, it worked, oh, obviously, it Sam. It worked. <laughs> yes. When we, she, she didn't uh, realize that. Uh, oh, go ahead, babe. I'm sorry. I, 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 I enjoyed her stalking, so that was good. <laughs> <laughs> when we got married, yeah, when we got married, he linked our Facebooks together, and it put all the messages from me really on him. And I was like, whoa! I was like, man, no wonder this guy fell in love with me. It's just all this stuff. Like, what are you doing today? Can I take you out to lunch? I need to break take your brain. What area are you in? I was just like, <laughs> but he, uh, that's he what, definitely. What happens when you have brain power? Right? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, he definitely does something special. And um, I've always just been a huge, huge fan of what he does and hopefully support him in all the ways that he needs me to, because I think that what he does is so different. I know that uh, the year that I had met him, I actually just a little background on our story. I had already spent $10,000 that year on personal coaching. My CEO at the time was, you know, encouraging us do personal development, do personal development. And he wanted us to cook meet Sam. And I said, look, I said, this is the deal. I've spent $10,000 this year on coaching. I'm the same. <laughs> Nothing has changed. I'm not spending any more money. And I said to him, I said, by the way, you're still the same too. I was his right-hand man. I do all the habits and behaviors. Nothing changing. Like, And I just, so I wasn't really inter interested. Um, he had Sam come. Sam did a training. And honestly, I, what I say is I was bored by it, but the truth is my mindset wasn't in the right place to receive what he had to say because he was talking a lot about uh, self-employed mindset and, and entrepreneur mindset. And um, I ended up leaving and I'm a, I'm a front row kind of girl. I ended up leaving. He did go a little bit over though, by the way, in, in my defense, I ended up leaving. Um, we met the next day. I come in reluctantly. I sat in the back of the training. I brought my checkbook, obviously, but I wasn't nice about it. You know, everyone knew I didn't want to be there. You could tell by my body language. He coached me last, by the way, everyone got 30, 45 minutes. I got 15 and I had said, <laughs> I'll give you everything I got right now. If that was the best 15 minutes of coaching I've ever had in my life, truthfully. And, and, you know, I've heard, I said, you know, that it was just a huge shift in my business for me. And so um, I'm excited to hear his wisdom today and just what you have to bring to the table. So we're going to start with, we have a, our uh, Dear Betty, Your Business show. I'm going to go into that question and then Sam, you can help us answer that as well. Okay, cool. I can do that. All right. 
You ready, Carlton? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we didn't lose him. Okay, I'll just start. Yeah, start reading it. Okay. So, um, dear Better Your Business Show, I recently started my own organic gardening business. I grow a variety of fruits and vegetables using sustainable, environmentally friendly methods, and I'm passionate about providing my community with fresh, healthy produce. Right now, I sell my produce at a local farmer's market, and I want to offer a subscription service that delivers directly to customers. I'm feeling a little overwhelmed by the demands of running a business. I'm struggling to balance the needs of my business with the other aspects of my life, including relationships, hobbies, and self-care. I'm hoping you can offer some advice that will help me find a better balance and manage the stresses of running my business. Thanks, Jane of the Jungle. Well, that music is very gentle. And <laughs> All right, Sam. Stationary. So what are your thoughts, Sam? Well, um, the the focus is she's got she has to really be committed to identify what she someone has who her target audience is and be committed to that because you can have an idea and many people have an idea but if you're not clear about who your targeted audience is and it's not an idea audience it's actually people who you've interacted with uh, they've actually had a chance to try your produce and uh, given you feedback. It's, it's, and with that feedback, where most people who are starting a business, they think they, some of them think they know everything already, but the reality is they're not really open to feedback where their target audience, you got to get feedback in the first part of it. And then that's, that's what I call your taking, your, your starting to take off because you got to have an understanding of who you're serving. And once you get a, you know, feedback and idea of what the costs are, what's the impact, uh, what, what it's going to take for you to ramp up and being realistic, time frame is very critical. You got to give yourself enough uh, runway to take off. Many people give uh, an idea of what they think they can, but you have to have a runway to give yourself a real uh, acid test of what it's going to take to meet the need of your target market. So that's one of the first considerations uh, yeah, you have to take. Definitely. And if I, for me personally, if I was already at the farmer's market, I, and my guess is there's probably food and sanitation, you know, guidelines that go with shipping out food. Um, but, you know, we can deal with that later. What I'd probably start doing is well, I would just sign up people on the spot while I was there at the farmer's market, have my little list of people who may want me to deliver produce to them. And I would just start delivering produce and I'd fill up my week. You know, if I want to deliver Monday through Friday, nine to five, I'd set up that schedule of how I want to do it. I have my customers in demand. And that's to me, that's why I'd start getting my feedback from. Let me start there. Let it get so big that I have to scale from there and then worry about those other things. But that's where I would start first because the other thing too is I think sometimes we think maybe we want to be the next HelloFresh or the next whatever those things are, but you know, really maybe you don't. Maybe you want that freedom. You make a couple six, you know, hundred thousand a year and you're good. So I would definitely just start there and let it scale. Yeah, it's like Walter said last week, start with the end in mind. Because if you're not trying to be the next HelloFresh, then 
you don't necessarily have to take all of the same steps that HelloFresh did. You, you have your goals, you have your milestones, you can achieve those faster. But I also wanna make sure that we look at part of the struggle that Jane was having was the balance between relationships and work, and, you know, because it is work. Having a business is work. So um, making sure that you prioritize self-care, that you, that you make time for your family, because when it's all said and done, if you just got this, you know, and ideally you reach your goals, but if you've got this HelloFresh, but you've lost your family or lost touch with them or mm. um, your health declines, and, and we've had plenty of examples like that on the show, then to what good did it do, right? So it really is, Jane, don't forget to, to look at self-care and make sure that you're spending time in the right way because that's all we've got. Yeah. Definitely, I'd say, I'd say make that number one, especially if you already feel overwhelmed. If you're already feeling overwhelmed, having less self-care isn't gonna help that. What's gonna help ground you is gonna be more self-care. So even if it's, I take a 10 minute walk with my dog today, or I take a bath and put some aromatherapy oils in there, prioritize you feeling good and filling your own cup first, because you can't offer anything to anybody else if that's not done. Um, the other thing too that, um, she says something really good, Shanna. I wanted to touch on, I lost it. Oh, well. But um, yeah, the self-care. Oh, oh, I know. I was just thinking if she's good, maybe I'm a nerd like that, but if I'm growing organic produce in this farm, to me, I think that'd be such a fun way to spend time with my family, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, let's make it a family affair sometimes. You don't have to work, but, you know, come hang out with auntie or grandma or whoever I am to you and we'll, you know, hang out in my garden for the day. And I don't know. I just think you could have a lot of fun with it. You could. Your family <laughs> might not. <laughs> I would be like, um, no, Natalie, I do not want to do your gardening. <laughs> I'm going to take a hard pass on that. But if you would save me some strawberries or. <laughs> yeah. Like, come pick your own, Shanna. Come pick your strawberries. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know Sam like you do. Yes. So I'm excited. I don't think anyone in the audience knows him like you do. So I, I'm excited to learn a little bit more about your background and really dive into the conversation of who starts a business. So tell us, um, what does it mean when you're like a business and relationship coach? Well, um, I'm focusing primarily when I work with my clients on their behavioral DNA, right? That in one aspect is getting into the psychology of my clients uh, on one hand, because it's it's the person who's driving the business or the relationship. And uh, most of the time, um, just from a from a relationship part, business and personal is a relationship. But the dynamics is we're pretty much operating on autopilot most of the time. Um, from the time we wake up to the time we go to bed, we're doing our day and we're not really 100% conscious or 100% present. And so even when we're talking about, you know, who starts, you know, who starts a business, um, there has to be clarity and certainty within uh, whoever is going to open up a business. You have to have that clarity and certainty of purpose, right? Um, there's something, what you bring to the table, you got to be very clear about uh, yourself because nine times out of 10, 30% um, of the time, it could be a service, it could be a product, 
but 70% or 80% of the time, it's you. People are buying you, right? So how you're showing up is how you show up 360 degrees, right? Even though there's aspects of how you show up at work versus how you show up with your family, but at the end of the day, why most small businesses fail is because at work, they're showing up like their family and in their family, they're showing up like work, right? So we've got to get really congruent with what is what and uh, how we should be. And a lot of it is communicating. Uh, very few people really understand the dynamics of effective communication when you're running a business, because when you're starting up, it's just primarily first you and maybe someone else. Um, but again, your target audience is who, who, you know, who is my target audience and how am I communicating, right? So my persona is working with uh, business owners or relationships is first, when people talk about personal improvement, they've got to be aware there's three steps to that. There's personal awareness, personal development, then personal improvement. They're not all the same. People try to use it synonymously, but they're not. And the biggest um, focus of the three should be personal awareness. And most people are not aware of how they show up. Um, so I'm helping my clients understand based on their personal DNA, who they are, how they show up, even though like, you know, in the self-development arena, um, people are trying to say how I need to change. But if you look at a person's DNA, your DNA is who you are, and that's what makes you unique. And all you're doing from the time that you're born to the time that you get older is you're growing into different aspects of your behavioral DNA, but no one's telling you that. And if you're growing physically based on your DNA, you're also growing up psychologically. So just to give you a, a quick example, um, people will tell you they've had events in their life um, that change the way they think or the way they, they um, uh, uh, go forward. And my question to them is, could it be possible that at the moment that you had a life event or a significant uh, moment that you grew into another aspect of your behavior, that in that moment, because based on who you grew into, you started looking at events differently than you even did two years earlier. And it wasn't necessarily the event that caused the change. It was because you grew into another aspect of your behavior that gave you a different perspective, which produced a different outcome, right? And most people aren't <laughs> never consider that because they're like, what? I grew into another aspect of my behavior. I thought it was conditioning. And I said, no, you have something called natural behavior, and then you have conditioned behavior. And the realm that I work in is chosen behavior, where most people aren't exercising the free will to choose. We wake up, we go to bed, we're in our natural behavior, we're making decisions, just like driving on the freeway, going to work, and then you're off somewhere for five minutes, and then you park in your parking space, and you're like, holy crap. Uh, where was I for the past five, 10 minutes? And I got to work, right? Because you were an autopilot and you were making decisions throughout the day that way. And you wonder why your outcome is the outcome because nine times out of 10, we're not very conscious of how we are and where we are.
And so I'm bringing my clients into understanding that either in their personal relationships uh, or with themselves individually or when they're in business. Um, so we don't we don't have the power to change our DNA, but we do have the power to change our outcome. And the changing of the outcome has something to do with choosing. And choosing is based on perception. And perception is, is our truth. And our perception is created by the behavior patterns that we have. So if you want to change your outcome, both in business and personal, it's dependent on the choices you're making consciously. So that's what I do. So what does that have to do with people who, uh, you know, who start business, right? Um, so that that's where we were, we're going to land, right? I guess right now. Yeah. Yeah. Is that correct? No, it was fascinating what you were saying, because I, I was one that really hadn't considered that. And until you gave that specific example of there have been many times that I've gotten somewhere and, you know, I'm there and I really <laughs> don't think about how I got from home to work. Uh, but I, it, creature of habit, it's just like, okay, I know I'm going to get in the car, I'm right. going to drive here, I'm going to, I don't exactly. have to think about it. Exactly. So, yeah. That's yeah, and you, you, we don't realize how many, how much, how much time we, we were in space, if you were in our, in our head. Yeah. And, but yet we were still, we, life was still going on, right? Yeah. So, so just imagine when we're producing outcomes and we're not fully conscious until two, until two things happen, either tragedy or some major um, outcome that was really good. And we're thinking, if it was really good, I want to re reverse engineer my day. But we're not conscious enough to even remember the steps, right? But yeah. if it's a tragedy, then it's like we become very present. But in between, why, why, what, what's going to take us into being present with what's going on and being conscious with what's going on. That's why women are, you know, women are very smart, right? They're the ones who are telling their husbands or their boyfriends, I want you to be here when you're with me. And the guys are like, I am here. So what do you want me to do? I, I don't want you to do anything. I want you to be here. I'm here. So what do you want me to do? So the, the <laughs> being is is being present it doesn't matter whether you're there for an hour or if you're there for half an hour or 15 minutes when you're there for 15 minutes be here with me and right. that's that's two different dialogues right so being is very important because that's the that's the part of us that we're not really aware of our being when we're communicating when we're uh doing our business that's why where most small businesses uh, work or fail is based on how we're being. So let's just say if a husband and wife get into a business, they're being husband and wife when the business needs them to be partners, right? But they're being husband and wife. And that's why they, they're not successful because they're treating them each other like husband and wife when that should have stayed outside the door in their business, right? So... But for the people who are starting the business, many times it's the employee mindset. It's the employees who are starting it, right? They, there's, they got to be sick and tired of being sick and tired of working for a paycheck or working for someone else. But they start with an idea and they think the idea is going to, yeah, I got a great idea and I know it's right. going to work, right. right? 
But if they don't have the follow through and the commitment, the idea is just an idea and you're funding an idea and it's going to cost you because you didn't really test that idea. And if you test that idea, are you going to stick with it? Are you going to get, you know, many times in the business, it's the shiny thing you chase after rather than the commitment and and the plan that you had um, because everyone has great ideas, right? Or you have an entrepreneur who has money and he's looking for the next great idea. But realistically, most, if you're an employee-minded person, which most people are when they first start, you got to work your business like a job until it becomes your business. And that's the discipline. Like you can't expect an employee person to, to say, hey, you're a business owner, so act like one. They, didn't, they have no clue how to act like one, but right. they know how to be an employee. So if you're the best employee and you like you have a plan, if you don't have a plan, right, uh, what are you working from? And right. so that, that's why it's very important that before be, all good uh, startups run that plan by somebody who's done it, right? So they can get feedback and then bulletproof that plan and then once you bulletproof that plan follow that plan most people would think <laughs> it's like a script it's like a script the, the plan is like a script right you, you never see actors said i can't say that i can't do it. It take, it, it, this script takes someone with an accent you never hear uh, an actor says i can't do that accent they they what they they go into character right yeah whatever they need to be they're gonna be because at the end yeah. of the day there is what a fulfillment of a paycheck, right? A, yeah. uh, a a profit, and so business owners at the same time, the ones who start off is like you know how to be a employee, right? Okay, so you got to work. You have to become disciplined enough as an employee. It's like work it until your plan says this is where this is where I'm going to start. This is where I'm going to end every day, and within every day. What am I doing every day? There's a follow, there's a follow through and a commitment to what? To yourself first. Before before Sam, we can. Yes. yes. <laughs> you are my spirit animal, and and we are gonna get back to you. <laughs> oh, <okay. No>. Yes. <laughs> I want to I want to stop for just a minute because I want to make sure that we can process the information that you're providing, and I and I want to definitely get back to the awareness that you need and how that ties yeah. into who starts a business. But we're going to jump into a very quick, hey, look at this. There's technology that can help you. And then Natalie's got something special for us. Oh, yeah. It's your boy, Fitzroy, and I have another banger of a website that is going to help you better your business. The website is copy.ai. This allows you to write emails, blogs, social media posts, and online marketing campaigns a lot easier and a lot faster. The cool thing about copy.ai is once you put in a description of what you're looking for, it will write it for you, but it also gives you secondary keywords that you need to use, suggested titles, optimal word counts for what you're trying to do, and much more metadata. You can start for free by getting 2,000 words per month, or if you want unlimited words per month, you can use one of the paid programs. 
And there you have it. Check out the website. Be productive today. And as always, don't get beat up out there. I feel like a proud mom. <laughs> With it's your boy. All right. So we are going to be going into our giveaway next. So hopefully we still have Carlton. If not... Uh, okay, so Carlton, we're going to play the video for the uh, the journal video for the giveaway and spin the wheel. Yes, correct. All right, so while, while Carlton's working on that, just so you guys know, if you don't know, now you know we are doing a giveaway once a month for journals. Um, one of the things that I wanted to do this year was kick up my residual income. I wanted to make money while I sleep. And I thought, what's a quick way that I could do that? Doing something that I still love. And actually, it's going to actually go back to my money minute tonight, too. And so I decided to create a line of journals on Amazon. It's totally fun. Canva is my video game. So I created <laughs> all these journals. Had a blast. We're doing some giveaways. I love them. All is the truth. Um, 100% of the revenue from our autism journals go back to those to support disabilities. And so we are having our first giveaway, which I'm excited about. So Carlton, go ahead and spin that wheel. Let's see who our winner is. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, it's your boy, Fitzroy. <laughs> Good boy. Good happen to right, Roy. Thank you for playing. You are our winner. And That's I will awesome. reach out to you. You can pick out which journal you want, and we will get that mailed out to you. So every third Thursday of the month, we will be doing, uh, we'll be, or sorry, we will start the giveaway on the fourth. We'll pick our winner. So just make sure you stay tuned on social media to uh, participate and to see which journals we're giving away for that month. So thank you, everyone who did participate in that. And congratulations, Fitzroy. All right. Well, um, I think Carlton might be asleep back there. So we're just going to keep it moving. We, <laughs> we, we don't need to watch that little snippet of um, Better Your Business show. But we do want to take a look at the Master Minute. And I'm, I'm curious, uh, the community Master Minute, and I'd love to hear your take on what Gary V has to say, Sam. So Carlton, if you will play that community building Master Minute, that would be amazing. People struggle with building community is almost everybody who says they're building a community is actually trying to build customers. They want them to buy from, this is my community, by the way, buy this home for me. This is my community, buy this coffee for me. People are trying to create customers. Building community only looks like one way. You are giving more to them than you want from them. And most people can't do that. Most people aren't trying to build communities. They're trying to use the word. If you erase behind the word, it actually says custom. It's very nice that you went and decided you're gonna build a community. You think you're gonna do that in 36 hours? You think you're gonna build a community in a month? People are like, I'm gonna build a community before I launch my NFT project. I'm gonna launch a Discord and we're gonna launch in 30 days. I'm like, that's cute. I've been doing this for fucking 15 years, 24-7, 365, giving, 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 giving. Oh, be friends. Easy for you, Gary. You already had a community. I fucking burned. 
that community dick. You weren't fucking on the flights answering people's question about their problems with their dad and mom and business. You mean fucking people up here like, you help me, you help me, you help me. That's real community. Everybody wants a community. That's very nice. You have to give. It takes decades to build a meaningful community. Okay, so I, I forgot about all the F-bombs. <laughs> <laughs> so we were watching Billionaire for a second. I know. Billions, <laughs> yeah, babe. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, did I cut that off before? No. So apologies for anyone that offended, but uh, I, I actually liked what he had to say in that because I think it's so true that a lot of people um, pretend they're building a community when all they're trying to do is sell to people. Um, they've identified this group and it's or I joined this group so that I can sell to them and call them my community and your motivation is different. So, um, but I'm curious what your thoughts on that are, Sam. Well, I have uh, pretty much three principles uh, for all my um, clients or business owners is the first principle is um, business is never about me. It's about others. And the moment I make it about me, I will fail. That's the first principle. And the second principle, uh, business is about introducing my business to others and then introducing others to my business. And the third was, third one would be, business is about first finding out what's most important and significant to others in order to know what they value before I can offer value. So when we're talking about community, you've got to take those three things into consideration because anytime someone sees you like a Mack truck with the doors coming open, coming at them, there's two things that people hate. They hate, they hate being sold and they hate being recruited and they hate selling and they hate recruiting. Okay. So anytime that they see that happening, <laughs> the automatic shut off, automatic <laughs> shut off. Right? Yeah. I, uh, so yeah. you, 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 you that's why you got to know to know your audience. So when he talks about community, you got to know your people. It's like special forces. Uh, you got 12 Green Berets going into a village, right? Their first objective is first embedding themselves in the village, learning about their culture, uh, speaking their language, gaining trust. Then the next step is then they'll learn something from you. But you've got to learn something about them in order for them to correspond with you. I love that analogy. That yeah, he's got that a, way, a good way of looking at it. <laughs> huh? He definitely has a way with words. <laughs> Isn't she beautiful? There you go. <laughs> oh, you guys, you're so cute. Um, okay, well, Sam, let's talk about the awareness aspect of it. That really stood out to me when you were saying you have to be aware, and that was. What I, if I'm remembering, you said that was the most important <laughs> yes. thing is, is being aware. And so how does that help business owners? Okay, now I'm aware of it. Um, I'm aware of who I am and how I operate. I'm not um, on autopilot necessarily. How is that going to serve me as a business owner? Okay, so once you are aware of how you show up and like I in in what I offer is I usually tell people about their potential levels, right? So potential means the capacity to achieve. If no one develops that or fills that capacity, 
you can talk about potential all day, but they never meet their capacity to achieve at the highest level. So there's five levels within what I offer of each person has five levels of potential, right? And, you know, you take into consideration if you become aware of those things that let's not talk about right or wrong. Let's talk about cost and benefits because those are business terms, right? So if you behave a certain way when you're conducting yourself, but it costs you more than it benefits you, like a bank account. Just imagine every time you, you make a choice and you're, you're tied into your bank account, all of a sudden you start to see the meter drop. Your bank account's dropping. You would be like, oh, oh crap, I'm, I, I better shift, right? But when people give us feedback, we're like, oh, we're defending ourselves because we're right. not aware of what, what costs us and what benefits us. If we knew it benefited us, we would we'd see the bank account rise, right? So when uh, we're becoming aware of those things that cost us, then we'll be open to what? Uh, ch choosing a different behavior and a way of being when we're communicating with people because we know it doesn't work. So that's why when you're aware of what costs you, then you have to develop what benefits you, right? It's like a wheel and a tire. Like they're both round, right? But when you want to buy a new tire, um, they got to stick it on that, uh, uh, what do you call it? the? I forgot what they call that again, where they're rotating the tire and the wheel together, right? What they're trying to do is balance the wheel, the weight of the wheel and the weight of the tire in the circumference so that when they're running together, when they put it on your car, you don't hear, dun, 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 dun. you don't hear the ripple yeah. effect. It's just smooth, right? So many times when we're talking about personal awareness, we're aware of the, we become aware of what costs us, but what about the things that benefit us? So those things we may have to develop or they may be within us, but we have to get congruent. And, and when we come into balance, then the outcome of how we deliver ourselves when conducting business is going to shift because you're in balance. You see things as you ought, you act as you ought, and people receive you as you ought. Um, right now, the way the way we are, we're always questioning: How come it's not happening? How come this is this has happening for other people, but it's not happening for me? So, unless you are like them in behavior, and it benefits you, you're not going to get the outcome. And even if you get the outcome, there's one thing that people want when they're in business: they want to be happy. But realistically, yeah. what most people want to be is fulfilled. Happiness is not fulfillment. You could be happy for a moment with your outcome, but it's not going to meet the long range goals with your people, with your clients. And then you may have some short, short, short term um, realizations, but then you stop. Then you um, uh, you're not moving forward because you're not hitting that fulfillment factor, right? So just as a, uh, just addressing, you know, that for you right now. That's perfect. Okay, we're gonna do something a little bit different. Um, mm -hmm. We're gonna bring on ChatGPT. We're gonna have a conversation. So I love it. I don't know how you feel about it, but it is like one of my favorites. Um, Second to you now, Sam, uh, because you said so many things about the target audience and, you know, just testing the product. And 
all of the good stuff. So, um, but I was curious, we, we wanted to just go beyond our understanding and look at some of the resources that we as business owners have available to us. And this is one, whether you love it or like it or not familiar with it, you know, check it out. Um, they have free versions, but I wanted to ask it, you know, who starts a business? Because that's one of the questions that according to Neil Patel's, uh, Neil Patel's answer the public, that's one of the questions that is frequently asked is who starts a business? So anyone that can, um, see better than I can at this point, that would be amazing. Because <laughs> I can't read anything that's on the screen. <laughs> I, <can't laughs> so, I did ask that GPT earlier today. I can't read that either, but I'll tell you what it said. <laughs> it said to start a business, you need to have a growth mindset, one that is open to learning and trying new things, is resilient in the face of failure, and is focused on long-term goals. You also need to be confident in yourself and your ideas and be willing to take risks. Finally, you need to have a strong work ethic and be organized and disciplined in order to succeed. Yeah. Confidence, discipline, action. I would agree with that, chat GPT. I concur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it is interesting. Um, I think when I looked it up, it gave me a little bit more generic um, of an answer. That's kind of the nice thing about it is we all get something different depending on exactly how we ask it. But um, it was just giving me the basics um, entrepreneurs. And, and so I wanted to dig into it. Why would they do that? And then, of course, it lists, you know, I want financial freedom. I want um, autonomy. I don't want to have to work for anyone. Um, there's so many different reasons that business owners will start them and um but it was still recommending hey have goals have an understanding of what you're trying to do where you're trying to go what you want to achieve um, and if you don't have that then likely your business isn't going to succeed and then digging you know a little bit further i was like okay well what if my goal is to make money it's just like hey that's motivation but if there's no purpose behind it, a lot of just based on all of the data that's been fed into it, if you don't have the, the most successful businesses are those that have those same goals. I want to make money, but I have a purpose or I'm passionate about this or I'm serving someone. So it was beyond just um, that motivation of making lots of money. Well, and because most businesses for their first few years without making money, <laughs> if yeah. you can't make it past yeah. that, forget it, because it's usually what a five to seven year gap before people are out of the red. So the actual thing it says is anyone can start a business regardless of their. Would you just read this? I feel like this is almost exactly what you said. Yeah. <laughs> regardless of their background, age, or experience. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Just rewind it if you um, didn't get it. Natalie said it all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Sam, do you want to leave the audience with any, um, we like having something practical. So I'd love for you to leave them with some practical advice. Uh, if you're thinking about who starts a business and you think it might be you, you're wanting to take that step. What would you recommend that they do, Sam? Well, that, okay. I mean, I, do we have like a few hours? Um, <laughs> You've got like a minute and a half, two minutes. The re <laughs> we, we've got to be very clear, as like you said, what is the what is the end game of starting your business? You know, there's many people who would love to, you know, help people, right, uh, uh, by providing a service or a product. 
But at the end of the day, the most important people that we need to be helping is our family, right? Realistically, um, we don't want to. We we came into business to to provide a lifestyle for our family, but you know, through the business, we want to serve other people, right? So I always share with my clients: your business is for your life, but your life is not for your business. And the the moment that we start working for our business, like you know, maybe the first five years, right? Uh, you're you're going to be working really hard because you got to work hard, as you would at your job. But you're working even harder because it's for you and your family. But at, if you're going beyond five years and you're not enjoying what you're doing, then you're working for your business. It becomes work. It's no longer an enjoyment. And those people who say, hey, if you enjoy what you do and you get paid for it, that's the best thing, right? So uh, we, we've got to be very clear of, of the purpose of why you're doing the business. And you got to communicate with, if you have a family, you got to communicate effectively with your family about what your level of commitment is and what your level of commitment you expect from them. Because it's not just you that's going on this journey. It's you and your wife or you and your husband and your children. And so there has to be a milestone of commitment of saying, this is how long I got to work hard for. Okay. And that, uh, if, cause if we don't have a level of accountability to ourselves and to our family, then it's going to be, trust me, you know, it's going to be, trust me, like men tell women, trust me. And they're going to end up hating your business because yeah. they don't, they don't have that quality of time with you. So when we're starting the business, we have to take a lot of things into consideration. That's why I said, if you have a few hours, we can have this conversation because <laughs> I'm not a blue sky kind of guy. Okay. I'm like, I'm, I'm very pragmatic and not everyone can start a business. Every, no, I'm, right. let, me, let me take a step back. Not everyone everyone should. can start a business, but not everyone's going to be successful. Right. Yeah. So we have to take that into consideration. I hope I didn't kill any of the people who wanted to. <laughs> no, like no, I love that you kept it real. Um, not every, yeah. well, everyone can, not everyone should, um, because you yeah. may not be successful. And if you don't take those foundational steps, oh, absolutely, you're, you're not going to make it. It just doesn't work. So thank you so much, Sam, um, for being on the show. I enjoyed it. Natalie told me, she's like, you're going to really love talking to him. And I was like, yes, absolutely. Um, and I have three or four hours. So if I can get on your calendar, I'm happy to do that. Sneak in the friend route behind Natalie. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a five hour conversation with the group tomorrow. So yeah. There you go, babe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Sam. We are going to um, show you something real quick and come back with Natalie and I. We have just good business. Um, Coming up, yeah. A wise man once asked, Thank you. what if starting a business was like jumping out of a plane? And like 76% of businesses, what if 76% of parachutes failed before you reached the destination? What about those of you who have already jumped? Well, you may still have time to check your business. Pillar5.com where businesses get it right. I love that. <laughs> it makes me happy every time I see it. I mean, the 76%, that's scary. Um, and part of the reason that, well, I don't know the stats on 
parachutes or skydiving or jumping out of a plane because I would never do it. it right. That's what's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. Um, let's look at Jessica Business. There's a, um, it's going to actually be the perfect segue into our grant, uh, All right. our grant talk tonight because we've got a couple of grants we want to talk about. But the company that created these, that um, funded them, uh, is called Fearless Fund, and they are the Jessica Business segment for tonight. I think we're going to pull up the website so that we can just kind of walk through it. Natalie, I, when I was going through, um, it is a website or, or it's a venture capital firm that is uh, funded. It's uh, made by women of color for women of color. So they're trying to kind of bridge that gap between um, funding for women be, or for uh, women of color, because I think there was like a 0.0006% um, of all of the venture capital funds that were dispersed were dispersed to women of color. And so they're trying to bridge that, that gap and create opportunities for um, uh, women of color owned businesses, not just women owned businesses or minorities. But I thought you might like this one that's on their homepage because with April being Financial Literacy Month, she created this um, goal setter app that uh, teaches your teens and, and people in your household financial literacy by uh, connecting like bank accounts and, and they have to take quizzes. You can shut off all of their spending until they pass a quiz or anything. So the teens might not like it, but I thought it was kind of neat and I'd love to dig more into it, but I thought you might get a kick out of that. But if we look at their, um, Carlton, if we can look at their portfolio, just to get an idea of some of the businesses that they've helped, um, then we'll look at some of the grants that they're offering now, or we will look at some of the grants they're offering now. You know what I love about apps? Is they're great for adults. <laughs> what What did you say? They're great for adults. <laughs> oh yeah, well, I need one. <laughs> I need one. Um, so let's look at. There we go. There's the. Uh, is that their portfolio page? If we can, yeah, just scroll down just to get an idea. And if you go to their page, it's uh, what I think it's fearless.fund. And you can go to their portfolio page, click on any of these businesses. Some of them were really cool when I was going through um, just these businesses that they funded through their grant programs or that they've um, they've got resources for them. So if you will um, pull up that overlay, Carlton, let's talk about the grants because we're running short on time. And I want to make sure because one of these grant applications closes tomorrow. So if you are a woman of color you and you um, meet the criteria and you can find it on their website, dollar dollar bill, y'all, um, you can find it on their website. Let's uh, look at the first grant, which is specifically the women of color grant. $20,000, I think it's 20,000. No, this, oh, this is the Fearless Strivers Grant Contest. So this one is $20,000. They offer it four times a year. So the last one is uh, closing August 31st. So you 
if you get in before April 30th, you have an opportunity. And then there's one, I think, in June, and then the last one's in August. So keep that in mind. They're offering these pretty much year-round $20,000. And then here's the one that's closing tomorrow. So if you are a woman of color and you meet their criteria, just go on their website. It's spelled out pretty clearly. They partnered with the Tory Burch Foundation for this one. They partnered with MasterCard for the other one. Amazing, ten dollars to $20,000, and people are winning them, you can see in their portfolio. So I absolutely love it and want anyone to try and let us know what happens. Yes. Yes. All right, let's talk about money, Natalie. 29% of businesses are now female-owned. So we are on the rise, ladies, on the rise. So uh, real quick, Money Minute, I had a conversation with ChatGPT today, too. And I said, ChatGPT, what is the number one question that people want to know when it comes to their finances? And guess what it said? How do I save money? How do I budget? And that's always the number one. We got to go back to basics, right? We got to know where our money is going. So I want to talk about budgeting a little, um, just a little bit, because, you know, I was thinking about this and, and I, in my career, I feel like I've had two kinds of clients, really. There's a few that have been in the middle, but not very many. Either we're just really paycheck to paycheck. We're doing the best that we can and we need to make more money. Or I just have a keep up with the Jones mentality. I don't really care is the truth. There, there isn't a ton of middle grounds either in, in that people of who are not budgeting area, right? When you're at a certain um, income, you're definitely thinking more about budgeting, but in that kind of area of people that are still learning to budget. So if that's really important to you, first and foremost, you need to start writing down what are you spending every day and looking at where you're spending your money, right? What are your habits? What are your behaviors? Do you have any triggers? Do you have any patterns? You can start seeing where your psychology is behind money. That starts for us when we're so young as kids. As we have time, I was going to share you this uh, story about my son from when he was five years old. still blows my mind with how he treated money. Um, so we have to be aware of that because if we can't see where those beliefs are coming from, so we cannot change those patterns. So start writing it down. Where are you spending your money? And just being aware. Maybe you are wasting money. Maybe you're not, right? I'm not telling you to cut out your you know, $3 a day coffee. I think that you need to live and enjoy life, but you need to be aware. If you can't cut corners, you need to earn more income, right? So where can you earn more income? I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing if what this is telling you is, hey, you, you need to make a shift. You need to earn more money. Maybe it is an additional side hustle. Maybe it is you need to change your career. Um, so my next conversation or my next question to you would be, what do you do when you're not working? And how can you turn that into money? And how can you turn that into passive money? That would be the three things that I would be looking at. If I had to create money, how can I do it doing what I love and how can I create it passively? My brother-in-law reached out to me a few days ago. He was fired up and excited. He said, guess what my neighbor's doing? I said, what is your neighbor doing? My brother-in-law has four kids. Um, the oldest is eight, so eight and below. Two boys, two girls. He said he's renting out his pool for the summer. All the neighborhood kids have a membership agreement to rent his pool for the summer. <laughs> right? <laughs> so the kids are all learning. He, he was excited because his kids are learning how to swim. There's the pool. The guy's happy. He's making money. What I about the pool. liability? I, I, yeah. And I know we don't yeah, have time for this, but I, I, that's the first thing that I'm just like, okay, that's a great way to make money if you have a pool because everyone wants to be there. But what about the liability aspect of it? I'd be yeah. curious how much you know thought he's put into that and just how big this is going to get. But yeah, that's... that's yeah, my guess is probably not very big because it would be a big liability and no one would probably insure you for that is my guess. Um, 
but there's little things. It's almost like her, you know, sending the produce to the people around here, you know, so right. that's what he wants to do from there. But hey, it's a great money way for them to make money for the summer. The neighbors are thrilled. They get to spend time together. It's they're not just dropping off the kids. Their parents are there. They're hanging out, having a good time and making money. So how can you incorporate that in your life if you need to make more money? So love it. Love that. <laughs> well, it's been an hour, Natalie. It's been an oh, hour. Yes. <laughs> guys, I'm going to drop my link tree link in the chat for you guys. I do have a free budget journal download on there. Um, it needs more work, which is why I'm not selling it. There's a lot of psychology that goes behind these types of things. But for your basics, hey, I need to see where I'm spending it. It's free. It's there for you. You can use it. So just take advantage of starting somewhere. You'll get better. This is something you have to teach yourself. Sorry. Go to University of YouTube and learn how to budget. Okay. All right. So anything that's else for tonight? Anna? All right. That's it for tonight, you that's guys. Time flies when you are having fun. We always love being with you. We will see you. Next week, we are going to have Mina Vu here, my good friend Mina. I'm very excited about it. She does business law right now. She's specializing in inner, inner um, oh my gosh, <laughs> internet law. <laughs> internet law is very intriguing. I'm very excited to hear from her. And something, I'll give you a little fun fact on Mina. Maybe I'll play a little clip, but she was actually a very famous pop star in I think it was Korea. If you look on YouTube, she has millions and millions and millions of views and she is just cute as a button. I just love seeing that aspect of her and then seeing her now. Peter Duff is a lawyer. Hey, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And she's clearly great at what she does. So we will see you guys next week. Have a beautiful week, everybody, and a beautiful weekend. Thank you to our amazing sponsors. Do something today that will help you better your business and we will see you soon. Our goal is simple, to help you achieve the dream and vision you first had when you thought about starting a business. We're here to make growing your business less complicated. There are building blocks to build a sustainable business. We promise to seek them out and address them all. The better your business show starts.